Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? How y'all doing in the cafe? Are you ready for some hot and steamy conversation this morning? What you drinking on? What you sipping on? Carmel Macchiato? That's my favorite beverage right there. That's how I get my day started. Hot and steamy. My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This, this is Stephen, and I just wanted to share. You should always be in a place where you're celebrated. Life is too short to stay somewhere and tolerate If you cannot help a person, wow. don't hurt them. Especially Always just whole essences that bring out the best in other people. Something that touches other people, and that's what your show does. It doesn't. It's not just conversation as you started. It actually has a purpose. Good morning, happy Saturday, everyone, and welcome, welcome to Coffee Talk with Stewart, your new morning show, where real talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Eastern time, that is. 10 a.m. So as you heard in the opening, my favorite morning beverage is Carmel Macchiato. Well, today I switched up a little bit, and I'm drinking tea this morning. I'm drinking tea with ginger and lemon and honey and a hint of cayenne pepper. And what this does for me is it cleanses, it's a cleanser. Um, it, it's really a good product for, for your throat. It, it has some properties in it that helps with that. And the reason why I mentioned that is I want to remind some people that are tuning in today that sometimes you've got to step away from your normal routine of things to take care of yourself. And, and we fail to do that. When, when you're busy living your life and have a lot of responsibilities, a lot of projects, a lot of deadlines uh, in your lap, on your desk, in your email, uh, in your text feed. You just got a lot of places you need to be and a lot of things going on. And I get that. I get that. But I also want to remind you that we got to stop what we're doing to take care of yourself. And uh, I'm doing that just this morning by, by drinking some lemon tea. Shout out to all of you who are uh, in the Virgo season and you're celebrating your, birth, your Virgo birthday, and <laughs> that would be me. Yes, my birthday is just coming Monday, and I'm so thankful um, to be here to celebrate 51 years of, of life. It's been a great journey, and, and I do not take it lightly. And, you know, I found that the best gift I can give to myself is time. You know, the best gift I can give to myself is time to myself and for myself. And that's what I'm going to be doing Monday, spending time uh, with, with me. And uh, I just learned that last year. Yes, it took me 50 years to learn how to do that. So what I did was, um, I, as you all know, some of you who follow me on Facebook, I travel a lot and travel with the group of people that I love dearly. Uh, they become my travel partners, and I often refer to them as um, SAFs, which is fake-ass friends, because we have established uh, a, a real friendship, uh, uh, that a supportive um, union, and, and which there is 
some jokes behind it, but we were really, really good friends, and I really loved them dearly. But what I did was separate myself from, from that, and last year I took a trip alone. I've never traveled alone. I traveled alone. I went to the Holy Land because I felt like I needed to kind of repurpose my life and, and, and make sure that I was in line with where God wanted me to be. I was getting nervous. I was getting anxious. Um, I couldn't get my thought patterns together in terms of projecting where I was going to be over the next few years of my life. And I felt like, you know what, everything needs to stop. I need to go somewhere and sit down and also to get my life together, to get my thoughts together. And so that's, that's what I did. And um, it was a good trip for me. It was a good time for me to reconnect, uh, unplug from everything and everyone and to get, get refocused. And so I'm going to do that again um, this year, take, take that day, just me and God, and um, be in a place where I can hear my thoughts, hear myself think, and um, get ready for the next uh, year uh, on this journey of life. So I encourage you all to do something. It doesn't have to be that, but whatever it takes to get you um to get you motivated, get you energized and reconnect. And it could be whatever, whatever, but it should be something that that is a catalyst for you to kind of get moving, the catalyst for change, the catalyst to, to keep going, um, to energize you, uh, to, to see visions that God has laid, laid before you. So make sure that the noise around you is, um, is ceased. And that is quiet where you can get your thoughts and get your energy and, and keep moving toward your journey and, and doing whatever those things that God has designed for you to do. Because there's nothing worse than wasting time and, and wasting your life. So get out there. Get at it. Have at it. It's yours. It's your journey. And no one can take that from you. That's my story tip for, for today. Again, shout out to all those who are celebrating their birthday. Happy birthday to you. Um, do something special. It's, it's a celebration of your life. So do something that makes you feel celebrated. So thank you all for the birthday wishes. Thank you for tuning into the show. And uh, thank you for my co-host who's hanging out with me in the cafe. Good morning, B. How are you? Good morning. What up? What up? Everything is good. I'm chilling. Um so let me let me just address what you said first. So you said a lot. Um, taking time for yourself is is not only important but it's paramount. Um, you there's a there's a strange piece that you find when you have knowledge of self, and the only way that you can have knowledge of self is if you you know take time to be with yourself. So um, so often we get caught up in the day to day thing, work, you know, relationship, family. And we forget to go ahead and just take inventory of, of us and just look in the mirror and get intimate with that person again. Um, so that's just something that you said that, that was pretty dope. And I think that um, not enough people are intimate with themselves. And, um, <laughs> of course, I don't mean masturbation, guys, you nasty uh, uh, brute nation people that we are. But in all seriousness, um, we just need to sit down and really take inventory and become intimate with ourselves and um, be 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 alone, not necessarily lonely, but be alone with ourselves and to to understand us better. Um, and so 
as I uh, you said you were drinking tea this morning. That's usually my beverage for the uh, for the show. But today I'm at a winery slash resort, so I'm drinking a um, a Merlot actually right now while we have this conversation. So um, that's pretty awesome. And uh, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to shout these guys out, but this 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 wine is actually pretty good. So it's pretty awesome. So um, I think that we're doing we're doing all right now. All right, pretty awesome, pretty awesome. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on out here, and there's a lot going on in, in the community. So, uh, with that being said, I I want to introduce a woman that's hanging out with us in the cafe who's going to speak to some things going on in, in the community. Now, now let me say this before we introduce. Our, our guests in the cafe, that there are times where um, there are times where we are, well, let me just say, I, I live in the community that, that, that we're talking about. And even though you may not live in this community, I think you can benefit from the information that, that's going to be shared. Because what I appreciate about what's happening in the city of South Portland, where I live, there has been a wealth of education being afforded to the citizens in this city about politics. Now, I'm no poli uh, That wasn't my major. Um, I tried the class. didn't work too well for me. I tried econ. That was worse. I knew that was not my field of study and that God had other plans for me because it was not economic. I trust me it wasn't economic. I that's a whole nother show. But at any event, um, you get to a certain place in your life where you, where you need to know what's going on around you. You need to know where your money is going, how it's being spent. And, and I feel afforded an opportunity to be educated about that on a level that I can understand it. So I want you to tune into the show, listen to the show, share the show with, with others as we begin to talk to you about what's happening in our city. And, and, and if you like what you hear, you can, you know, um, start talking to your representatives and your elected officials to see what's going on in your city as well. But I promise you, it's going to be an earful. So without further delay, let me tell you about our guest. Dr. Catherine Foster-Rowe has been serving as the councilwoman for District 1 of the new city of South Portland. She has been a resident of South Florida for over 20 years. She holds dual bachelor's degrees in social work and sociology from Cleveland State University, a master's of public administration in urban management, and a doctorate in political science from Atlanta Cloth University. Dr. Rose started her public serving career during the third term of the late Maynard Jackson in the Mayor's Office of Constituent Affairs, and her last assignment was working directly with managing government procurement with Enterprise Community Partners. When she took oath of office in South Fulton, I remember her dreams and goals, which was to ensure that there was a solid operational and governance framework to develop and grow a new city. And her city platform focused on public health, public safety, I'm sorry, public safety, health, 
and well-being, economic development, and government transparency and physical responsibility. She said that she values citizen participation and all of the neighbors deserve a seat at the table. Well, today, folks, here's my seat at the table, and I thank Dr. Love for her service in this community and an opportunity to speak with her. Good morning, Dr. Rowe, and welcome to the cafe. We appreciate having you here this morning. Be here and share all the great things we have going on in our city. So thanks for having me back. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Well, yeah, it's, it's time for... It's time, you know. We're we're looking at um, a re-election coming soon, and and people want to know. People want to know what's going on, what's happening, what we've done, and and, and where are we now. So with with that being said, um, and let's let's talk about um the re-election. So when when is the date happening? I don't want us to get too caught up in conversation, and, and we can't put that information out there. So the re-election is happening on on what day are we expected to go out and vote? November 5th is election day, but we want to encourage people to also take advantage of early voting. That's really important because here in Fulton County, most elections now, um, people are, are taking advantage of that. So a lot of people are voting prior to election day, and we want to encourage that because we want as many people to participate in the process as possible. Yeah, I, I remember that's being one of your uh one of the things that you wanted people to do is, is, is to get more involved and, and to get more engaged. And um, how's that going? It's going. Um, one of the things I'm, I'm really excited about is that, you know, we're going to really push as a city to get more people engaged in the process. We in our area will have a couple different locations. Um, we did the first time, but we have uh, the Wolf Creek Library and the South Foot Annex. Um, that's probably going to be most convenient for uh, residents in in District 1. Um, and from October 14th to November 1st, you'll be able to vote at those locations between 8.30 and 6 p.m. So you could either go in and vote before you go to work or leave work a little early and take advantage if you can't get away during the day. So those are additional opportunities for residents to engage. So not only will they be able to engage um, by, by voting, there are also the events that, that are happening where member, uh, where residents can kind of get involved. Um, so let's talk about uh, some of the events that, that that's happened um, so far and uh, what's happened with public safety. Where are we with public safety? What's happened in our city? Well, since we incorporated and brought Fulton counties. Um, police over to the city of South Florida. We've also grown our uh, police department by over 40%. And I think it's something that we heard from the residents in terms of being, you know, a concern. They want to make sure they live in a safe community. And I think we've done that. Under the leadership of our police chief, Keith Meadows, we've grown our department by over 40%, and our crime rate is down 15% over last year. That's significant. We still have some work to do on response times 
we're working on that. And one of the things we're now is looking at um, how we might um, bring in or consider looking at different 911 models to help with that. One of the things we've also done, and this is in fire and um, particular, um, we've entered into agreements with surrounding municipalities so that in the you know, in the event there's some incident, their departments will respond as well and we'll support each other. So that kind of collaboration is also very, very important. So, so people are, so are, are me, talking about – oh, go ahead, Ben. Well, I was going to say, um, so I, I'm hearing a lot of good information about um, what's being done and what has been done. But let me just ask the question everybody's asking right now. What exactly okay. does the councilwoman do? So <laughs> our first responsibility is one of governance. So uh, we are responsible for setting the policy and the laws uh, for the city of South Fulton. In addition, we need to be um, accessible in terms of working with neighboring um, organizations and cities because, for example, economic development, um, their transportation, those broader issues may require coordination that extends beyond just the city, right? So, okay. Um, th that would be one. Just like when you think about your basic public services like water, the water is provided mm -hmm. by the city of Atlanta. So there is a lot of intergovernmental coordination. In our particular area, for example, with transportation, we have a lot of state roads that run through our city and district. Uh, Camp Creek Parkway, Camelton Road, those are actually um, under the jurisdiction of the state. So we have to collaborate and coordinate with the state to make improvements or get them to make improvements on those roads. Even though they're in our city, they don't directly fall under the city. So basically so, what you're saying is that you're the glue that holds a city together. Is, is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. 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 Okay, good. That's a really good that's a really good problem to have. I'm glad I don't have that problem. Um I do also <laughs> want to say <laughs> So you you said you you and Soy um just mentioned something about police response times. Now, mm -hmm. Um, we have a, a very good friend, Tavares. He's he's a police, well, a former police chief. Excuse me, a former police captain, and he's let us know a lot about um, police security, um, how to deal with police. Let me ask you this: What is the typical response time for a, a 911 call as it stands now? And part two of that question: Where would you like to see said response time? in the near future? You you really can't say what it is. Um, I mean, it's going to vary, and it varies from day to day. And they, the 911 center also prioritizes dispatch based on the, the severity. So, for example, if somebody says that a, um, a robbery, of course, is taking place or it's a home invasion or something that's significant, they may not respond. They're gonna they're gonna deploy to that before they may have an incident where somebody may have done um, have been in a car accident, for example. So they prioritize those calls. 
I think one of the things that we want to make sure is that, you know, in, 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 in five to seven minutes, it's a police officer showing up for, for an incident. But it really varies de- depending on what the incident and how many calls are coming in at one time. We're not a small city. We have 100,000 residents. So as you can imagine, that call center is constantly receiving phone calls. I think our fire right. did something like over 40,000 uh, calls last year. That's That's a lot of volume. Right, right. No, so definitely, definitely. But mm-hmm. but in, in the grand scheme of things, five to seven minutes is pretty awesome. I mean, make no mistake right. about it. I like, mean, that's that, no that small feat. We would hope we would get to that. <laughs> okay, okay, totally. And, and so, all right, I So I, I know that you said that safety was um, a concern. Um, with a response time of five to seven minutes moving in the very near future, um, I think that's really, really phenomenal. Um Respectfully, of course, a lot of people are under the impression that police are the bad guys. Uh, are is there training going on to make sure that police understand the demographic that they're dealing with and 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 things of that nature? Is that is that something that's in the works as well under your leadership? Under the police chief's leadership, they they have constant training. They're required to, and so one of the things that I think um, the council has done that I think is very innovative. One of the things we budgeted for last year and and now they're in full operation is we did a park rangers division because we wanted our Mm -hmm. young people um, to have positive interactions with law enforcement and also to make sure we keep our parks safe. You know, we have a very active park community from, you know, Sandtown to Welcome All. Those parks are very well utilized and we want to make sure one, that um, we kind of engage in youth in a different kind of way. A lot of our officers also live in the city, and I think that's a plus because they're police in the very neighborhoods and communities they live. And and hopefully in you know in in the years to come that we'll also um, come up with some kind of programs to incentivize those who don't. You know, whether it be down payment assistance, that's one of the things I'm going to support and advocate in the coming years. We're not there yet. But I think it's, a, you know, attractive um, to get folks to come in. One of the things the police chief does have in place now is a, uh, it allows police officers to take their cars home if they're, you know, in the city. That's mm-hmm. good because you, then you see cars and driveways mm-hmm. in our city. So um, I, think, I think we're moving definitely in the right direction around public safety, especially given the current climate on the national level and and, you know, we've done some good work in terms of, you know, attracting not only uh, officers who already have their post-certification, but also new officers who are coming into the profession. And, you know, that's it's a tough time for law enforcement. So we're, we're happy about that. And I think they like the leadership that our police chief is bringing. Indeed. And, and, and and don't shy away from it. Like I understand that you're being very modest, but don't shy away from it. This is including your leadership as well, because without the glue holding everything together, um, the a police chief wouldn't feel comfortable to, to 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 do certain things under your leadership as well, and under you know uh, the mayor's leadership and so on and so forth. So definitely don't shy away from that. We really appreciate things well, like that. Trust um, me, and I training is very important. <laughs> That's good. It's That's good. I'm gonna hold you to that. that. Okay. It's a, that, I right. would hope you would do that. 
Absolutely. That's, that's, that. so that's my civic duty. But let me let yeah. me do this real quick. So um okay. right now we're we're about to um we're about to pay some bills and, and and so just like the city has to keep their lights on, um Coffee Talk with Sawyer and Brandon how we have to keep our lights on. So what we're gonna do right now is pay some bills and as soon as we come back, we're gonna go ahead and hear the other side of what you do. And um I got a couple of tough questions for you. Sawyer has a couple of tough questions, but I got some really tough questions for you. So we gonna um we're gonna try to put you in the gauntlet for about thirty seconds and see um and see how you do. Is that okay? Uh that's fine. Oh you heard it, right? That's fine. I'm ready. All right. I'm ready. Okay. That's what I like. That's what I like. So uh, let's go ahead and get these bills paid. Have you heard? Sponsorships are requested. Coffee Talk with Soy is looking for dynamic entrepreneurs like yourself. If you're motivated, energetic with a message or product, consider advertising with us. It's a win-win. For more information on those advertising and sponsorship packages, visit the website Coffee Talk with Soy or call me at 515-I-GOT-SOY. And again, that's 515-I-GOT-SOY. All right, we're back. So um, now that the bills are paid, all right, now that the bills are paid. The bills are paid. <laughs> the bills are paid. <laughs> okay. So, Councilwoman, please tell me. Yes. All right. What is the biggest challenge you see in the near future? Really quick, because Soy's going to jump in. I'm going to jump in. Soy's going to jump in. And then even if you need to, you can ask us some questions like, what are we doing to get voters out to you? All that. We, we, this is, this is going to be like a minute of passion, if you will. So what, do you, um, so what do you see as your biggest challenge in the near future? I think two things. The first one I'd say is um, investing in our infrastructure. And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is, you know, one of the things people are talking about or asking for is economic development. But when you start thinking about economic development and being bringing in more commercial into our city, you also have to think about the things that are not so uh, sexy, if you will. And that means, you know, investing in roads and road widening. And, you know, um, one of the things that we did initial investment was lighting. People don't always understand, but that goes hand in hand with economic development, too. And, and public work projects cost a lot of money. You know, people always, you know, call me and say, hey, I want a traffic light right there. I said, you know, that's, that that could be a lot of money. Depending on the engineering that's required around that, that could be a million-dollar project for a traffic light. Mm, you know, if the infrastructure is already there, it could be significantly less. So I don't think people always understand how costly some of those things are. And so we have to pace ourselves in terms of what we're doing and when we're doing it. So I think that's you know, probably what I'd say is one of the biggest – how will we invest in infrastructure because it's necessary? Absolutely. Uh, Soy? You know, I, I think that um, one, of, one, of, one of the biggest uh, concerns I have about um, the city um, is, is, is lighting, and, and it's also um, a, a big issue for me about – I live off of Kansas Parkway, 
And mm-hmm. I find that people are driving too fast on Cannon Creek Parkway. Now, mind you, like yes. two days ago, I was driving down. I never saw a sign, Dr. Rowe. I never saw a sign that says what the speed limit is. What? So what? Why, why are there signs posted that would say what the speed limit is for, for Cannon Creek And I know a lot of tra- a lot of traffic incidents happen on there where there's incidents because of the speed. You know, that's something that we can work when I talked about partnerships earlier, that's something we can explore with the state in terms of um, erecting signs that address the speed limit. Because, again, Camp Creek, Fulton Industrial, Camelton Road are state roads. But that might be something we can work on. I know we've uh, been in conversation a lot lately about um, make them making some investment improvements along the roadway. Um, one of the things I was able to get done last year was to put speeding beacons um, in partnership with Councilwoman Gums, which also talks about how important it is to work with other people on your council to get support around your issues, to make sure that um, the children at Sandtown and A. Philip Randolph were safe, you know, because people uh, also speed through that area. So I think it's, it's the partnerships that we have working in the city as well as with the state um, we were able to get um, Camelton Road from Enon to Cam Creek repaid. So awareness is one thing. And what I'll say is government works best when the people engage because we have so many different issues we're looking at as a council. Sometimes we just need to have, you know, uh, community residents say, hey, maybe you're not thinking about this, but make sure you pay attention to this, just like you, you mentioned the speeding signs. Uh, or the speed limit signs. That's something we can work on. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, I appreciate that. Absolutely. What, what can Absolutely. Earlier, how, you know, as as as, as citizens, we, we are held accountable and responsible. What what can Coffee Talk with Soy, what can the show do to kind of help get people out there to vote? Um, how can we help? What What can we do? Uh, other than me summoning you to these interviews every so often. <laughs> well, well, actually, I, I love that because, you know, it gives us the opportunity to connect with communities in ways. For those who may not be interested in coming out to a town hall, one of the things I do every Monday, I send out a newsletter to, to those who I have their email address or who sign up for my newsletter to try to keep them informed about what's going on in the city. And it's always a lot of activities. Um, and so I think um, – you know, uh, raising awareness. One of the things that we have coming up that we're going to be pushing really hard is getting residents to make sure they participate in the U.S. Census, which we'll be undertaking next year. And so, you know, we kicked off things with a block party uh, just a few weeks ago. As we get into spring of next year, we're going to really, really be pushing hard um, to make make sure people understand the importance of this. We're a big city. And as a result of making sure our households are counted, we all have over 35,000 households in our city. We need every last one of those households to complete that census and report information on the families and the individuals in their family. That allows us to get money for transportation projects, um, funding for child care. All of that is determined um, by census counts. And we do that every 10 years. So that's another way that we have to get folks involved. 
Another area right now we have the District 6 uh, commission seat is currently up right now. And on Tuesday is election day for that seat. The participation has been very low, less than 2% have voted in that election. Um, those numbers are pretty abysmal. And so we as community can't complain about what we don't have in our community when we don't go to the polls and vote and we don't hold the people we elect in office accountable. So they should be communicating regularly what they've done and what they're doing in community town hall meetings, newsletters, as many ways as possible to communicate with the citizens. That's what we should do. And that's not just in the city of Southwood. We need to do that in communities all across this country. And I definitely agree with that. So um, here's my next question. Well, a couple of questions. A, can you please put us on the uh, newsletter as well? Can you please add us to that newsletter? We would definitely like to know when a vote is happening because I definitely didn't know that we had a vote next Tuesday. So um, we encourage the Blue Nation that qualifies for this vote to please go out and vote. Um, abysmal numbers, we don't do those on any level. Uh, so especially not, not, not this Blue Nation, we don't do that on any, number, uh, on any level. So we definitely want to make sure that everybody, qualify, everybody that qualifies, please go out and vote. Um, even if you don't agree with the politics, absolutely valid. So... Here's what I'll say um, in response to that. This is another one of those situations where I've been so moved to um, make this statement. And I, I can see Soy right now shaking her head like, oh, no, what is he about to get us into now? Well, yeah, I'm about to get us into something. I'm, I'm going to make a commitment for us. Yeah, 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 I'm about to do it. So here's the deal. For your campaign, Coffee Talk with Soy, if, if you – so. We have a shirt printing um, aspect to Coffee Talk with Soy. For your campaign, whoever your campaign manager is, what we would like to do is we're going to donate one shirt, all right? So we'll do 50%. We'll match you 50%. So which means if you do two shirts from our vendor, every two shirts that you do that says, um, Councilwoman Catherine Roswell, or excuse me, Rawwell, District One, whatever your shirt looks like, you know, for every two shirts, we'll match you one, okay? And we'll keep it going for as many as that looks like, and that's just what we do. So um, that's something that Coffee Talk with Sawyer is committed to. We're committed to that. Um, we'll get with you about our vendor, get you out there, get people recognizing your name, However you decide to disperse the shirts, that's on you, but we want to help. Um, we're we're okay. in it to win it, and because you're part of the Brew Nation now, you have the whole Brew Nation behind you. Everybody that qualifies for, um, um, to vote in your district, I guarantee they will go out and vote, okay? Um, okay. Now, how, how, how the impression that you make on them, that's on you. So before we go into our closing comments, let me ask you this. If there was one thing that you could tell everybody um, in the Brew Nation about why you're the top pick, why you're the best pick over the other guy or gal, what would that be? You can't outwork me. <laughs> mm. I am committed <laughs> to this community. Um, I've lived here for over 20 years. Um, 
and and I've already been working. So I really feel that um, my constituents, the people who live in District 1, they can't say that I'm not in community. They can't see that they haven't seen change. Um, we're, we, you know, we're a city that's two and a half years old, but after these four years, our community is going to be significantly different than when we started. It already is. You know, we have a Publix grocery store coming to our area. We have senior housing. I've been working with Fulton County Housing Authority. So senior housing, we have 80 units coming on. They've already started breaking ground on that in October We'll be breaking the ground on the Publix, which is right here at Camp Creek and Camelton Road. You already see pro, uh, traffic improvements along uh, Camelton Road, like I said, to keep our kids safe. Um, we're working on beautification. The, the medians at Cascade Road are being mulched. We currently are doing um, improvements on Cascade Road, making sure a bridge that's been a long-time issue gets fixed, and it gets fixed correctly this time. And so um, we're going to install public art at the roundabout at Camelton and Camp Creek. I've already been putting in the work. So let's not change courses now, and I look for your support in November. Mm, that's what I'm talking about. Absolutely. So let, let me ask you this. Can, can, can I move this house, folks, so I can vote for you? For Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Talk to me. We need to we need to link up. Um, I I need to get with your realtor. So we need to link up immediately. I need to I need to be in a house so I can vote before November. Who who else needs come to be on, come on. that? Hey, listen, I'm with you with that kind of movement. Listen, let me tell you, with that kind of movement, I can get behind that movement. Can you dig it? Absolutely. All right, just a second. Curtis, can't you can't work her. You cannot outwork her. I, I love this woman. I, I appreciate her, and um, I'm looking forward to doing business with the city of South Fulton by continuing to serve as as a, as a citizen. Um, you know, I have second thoughts about the census because you know sometimes we don't want people to know who went out house, but she gave us some very good reasons as to why we should participate and and make note of of, of all the people who are that are selling. Thank you. I just love this show, Coffee Talk with Soy. That is your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. I'd like to thank the listeners and the guests for joining me in the cafe today. What a wonderful time we had. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Don't forget to download the app, Coffee Talk with Soy, from your app store. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. Stay connected. Stay connected, folks, by visiting the website, coffeetalkwithsoy.com, as well as looking for us under your social media sites. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the name Coffee Talk with Soy. Remember, the size of the problem is never the issue. Remember, it's the size of you. Be great because you are awesome. Tell them Soy said so. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye-bye.